you are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Hoops heads. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Wednesday, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day to y'all. Happy Hump Day. I'm your host, Aliko Carter. Tonight is the last game of the Warriors schedule before the All-Star break. They're on a three-game winning streak, looking to make it four up in Portland against the Trailblazers. We're going to get into that in the first segment. They're a pretty good defensive team and a middling offensive team. They're dynamic at the guard positions, and the Warriors are going to have to be locked in defensively to be able to get that four-game winning streak going into the All-Star break, especially because the Rockets romped yesterday against the Minnesota Timberwolves and are right there behind the Warriors. So the Rockets will play tonight against Sacramento, and the Warriors are going to play Portland. And if the Rockets win and the Warriors win, or the Rockets lose and the Warriors lose, then both teams will be going into the all-star break tied, which means the Houston Rockets will have the edge in the tiebreaker. So the only way the Warriors go into the the all-star break with the number one overall seed is if they win tonight and the Houston Rockets lose, which is unlikely. I thought the Wolves were going to give the Rockets a little bit of trouble, and for most of the game they did, but in the fourth quarter, the Rockets just ran away with it especially because Carl Anthony Towns and Jeff Teague had very good games, but Jimmy Butler was just okay, and I think that was the difference in the game. Everyone came to play on the Rockets, and Brian Anderson made six of eight three-pointers, which is, you know, fiery. He plays way better on the road than he does at home, and so that's just, it's a, it's a weird situation. But anyway, the Rockets are right there with the Warriors, tied for the number one spot in the Western Conference. We're going to get into that. We're going to do our statistical deep dive in the second segment. And then in the third segment, we're going to talk a little bit about Los Angeles. We're going to talk a little bit about the All-Star game, and we're going to go around the NBA and see what's going on. I'll be heading down to Los Angeles on Friday morning. I've got a number of stories in the works about or regarding the All-Star festivities, including NBA partners and some of those important community service events uh, with NBA and NBA partners as well. So I'll be keeping you posted on that because, you know, you you can't go into the community, go into a place like Los Angeles or anywhere for that matter as the NBA and not contribute to the community. And there's a lot of ways the NBA and its partners are doing that. And so I want to shed some light on that, bring that to the floor, to the fore. And we're definitely going to keep you posted on when those stories will be coming out over the next few days. You can find my stories on Forbes.com. I've also been featured on BleacherReport.com. You can get this podcast anywhere podcasts are available. iTunes, iOS, Google Play, Android, all that good stuff. Spotify, LockedOnWarriors.com. Make sure that you bookmark that page. You can get in contact with me at Koji Tare on Twitter, K-O-G-I-T-A-R-E, or at LockedOnDubs. I tweet from both accounts. You can also email me at alikocarter11 at gmail.com. That's A-L-I-K-O Carter 1-1 at gmail. I look forward to hearing from you. To all you lovebirds out there who happen to also be Dubs fans, I hope this game tonight doesn't mess up your plans for Valentine's Day. It's definitely been known to happen. A big injury update regarding the game tonight. Yusuf Nurkic is battling soreness in his lower back and his right hip. He's questionable to play against the Warriors. 
So that's going to be a big, you know, consideration for this game. If they can't bring in their number one guy in the front court, the Warriors are going to be able to have their way down there and the defense will be able to game plan a little bit more easily. But on the Warriors side, there's definitely some injuries up and down the roster. Jordan Bell is still dealing with that ankle inflammation. Draymond Green is still nursing that sprained left index finger, and he's questionable. Kevon Looney battling right knee soreness, questionable. And Patrick McCaw left the game with a sprained right wrist, and he's doubtful. So some key cogs for the bench aren't going to be available. And Draymond Green, the counterpart to Yusuf Nurkic, might not play as well. It's going to be interesting to see if he plays in the All-Star game, considering he's been held out of games. And, you know, I think it's one of those things where, like, we will see him tonight because he wants to play the All-Star game, rather than, um, you know, because... If he doesn't play this game and then he plays on Sunday, well, that's five days, but it's still kind of, you know, it's an exhibition game. And, you know, if you're keeping him out for injury purposes, for, you know, not re-aggravating an injury, it seems like maybe he would be kept out from the All-Star game as well. And so my guess is that Draymond plays tonight because I know he really wants to play in the All-Star game. If not, then we might get another Caspi start. His would be his eighth start of the season or ninth. I think I can't remember exactly. But uh, 18 and 10 in the last game and really just contributed from all areas of the floor on both sides of the ball. But back to the Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are going to be a tough go. They both shoot nearly 19 times a game with Dame taking a few more three-pointers, 8.2 per game and making 37% of them. CJ McCollum is only taking six threes a game, but making 42% of his three-pointers. And they're both shooting very well from two as well. Nearly 26 points a game for Dame and 22 points a game for CJ. And, you know, the, the game plan is, is this. Make sure, get the ball out of their hands and make somebody else beat you. It's that simple. Al Farouk Aminu, he's going to have to beat you. Without use of Nurkic, you're going to have to rely on other guys. Evan Turner, Mo Harkless, Pat Connaughton, Ed Davis, Noah Vonley, Myers Leonard. These guys, they don't have the same pedigree. And if the Warriors are able to make life tough for the two guards, the two smaller-ish guards, then I think that the the rest of the dominoes are going to fall. That means the dubs are going to have to be on point turning the ball over. They can't do that. That also means that they're going to have to fight for offensive rebounds, another thing that has bothered them in the past. And they're definitely going to have to run guys off the three-point line. Uh, Al Farouk Aminu is taking five three-pointers a game. Shabazz Napier is taking almost three. Pat Connaughton is taking three. Those guys can't get comfortable shots. They can't get into their grooves or else the game plan to, you know, make life tough on Lillard and McCollum is not going to bear fruit. We know Dame is from Oakland. He loves playing the Warriors, but we also know Steph Curry likes playing at the Rose Garden too, or the Moda Center, excuse me. He's had great stats there. He knows he has a break coming up. He rarely makes noise in the All-Star game, preferring to defer to other players, so I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Steph game here. I'm going to call it. We're going to get a Steph game here. He's going to score 35-plus points. 
on six plus three pointers and it's going to be a w let's hope i'm not wrong and now we have to take a break for our sponsors we're back and it's time for the statistical deep dive of the week and we're going to look at the warriors stats just you know home road at wins losses they've been losing a number of games uh over the last few months uh, and we're going to take a look at what those stats look like in wins versus losses and in different scenarios. Um, and we're going to go into quarters as well. So this should be a really fun exercise. And I wanted to start with home road splits. The Warriors have played 29 games at home and 28 on the road. And it's uncanny how nearly identical their stats on the road and at home are. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad t- a, a bad thing, and we'll get into that in a second. But at home, they're 22-7 and seven, with an effective field goal percentage of 58.5 and an opponent's effective field goal percentage of 49.2. Now, on the road, they're 22-6 and six, with an effective field goal percentage of 57.4, very, very close, and an opponent's prote- uh, p- uh, effective field goal percentage of 50. So there's a little bit less separation there on the road, but they actually have a slightly better record on the road and some of their other stats road-wise are much better. You know, and I love getting into advanced stats and deep dives because they really demonstrate that the Warriors are not a bad team. And, you know, I've never said the Warriors are a bad team. Obviously, they're the best team in the association. But I've been harping on some of their issues for a long time. You know, so is Steve Kerr. So is the rest of the team. They're not getting... Uh, to the highest level of Warriors basketball that they can get. We know that. But when we look at these stats, and I just limited the scope of this search from December 31st, which is when, uh, December 30th, which is when Stephen Curry returned to the lineup on a regular basis. They've had 10 home games and 11 road games. They're 8-2 and two at home and 8-3 and three on the road. So, like, they've only lost five games in a month and a half winning 16. You know, so they're 16 and 5 over this period, which is superb. Uh basically, you know, it's it's not 73 and 9 and that will never happen again. Um and it's not 67 and 15, which is basically out of reach at this point, but it is still very good. And uh, the effective field goal percentage at home, they shoot 60.9% and allow 51.2%. And on the road, shoot 57.5% and allow 52.4%. So there's less separation there significantly than over the course of the full season. But if you break it down by wins and losses over this period, in the 16 wins, they shot 60.7% and forced 50.6% effective field goal percentage from opponents and in the five losses they only shot 53.8 percent effectively and allowed a 55.8 percent opponents effective field goal percentage so you see the turnovers increase during that period and the defense and the defensive intensity decrease and that's where you get that lopsided opponents effective field goal percentage from those turnovers they go from 14.3 in wins all the way up to nearly 19, 18.8 in losses. If that's not a correlation, I don't know what is. 
So it's pretty simple. When the Warriors don't turn the ball over, they're more likely to win. And the when they turn the ball over hella times, they're probably not going to shoot as well. They're going to allow a better percentage because the defense doesn't have a chance to set up. And they're going to more likely, most likely, they're going to lose. They have had a few games that have bucked that trend where, you know, they turn the ball over heavy times and they win, but that's because they're the Golden State Warriors. They have more talent than every other team, but they can't rely on that talent night in and night out if they're not locked in. Crisp passing, solid defensive rotations, and patience. That's the name of the game. Now, about this home-road split and the fact that they've lost seven games at home already this season... It's very well known that they only lost two games at home during their 73-9 and season. They went 39-2, and which is nearly unprecedented. I believe one of the Boston Celtics teams, maybe that 1986 team, went 40-1 at home. But for a more reasonable comparison, the 2007 team that made the playoffs went 31-10 and at home which was at the time an extremely, extremely exciting home record and made the Warriors viable in the playoffs going 42-40 and overall. That means they had a much worse road record than they did home record. Uh, But if the Warriors can only lose three games at home over the next few months, they have a chance to make sure that benchmark doesn't get passed. And you know it's a tough one because they're playing so well on the road and at home and their stats are nearly just, they're just so on point. You expect teams to play better at home. And it's not that the Warriors are playing poorly at home. They're playing very well at home and they're playing very well on the road. But you just expect to see a little bit more separation at home. Like where is exactly the home court advantage? So is the question then... Are the Warriors just that good that they're that good on the road and that good at home? Or has home play suffered because of certain things? And I think it has. You know, some of the losses at home have been blowouts. Some of the losses at home have been just inexplicable. And some of the losses at home have have, uh, had those high turnovers. Uh, So that's something you don't want to see in your house. And I think that the Warriors need to pick up the play a little bit at home but obviously this next game is going to be on the road so it's a different story but at home you got to protect your house especially if you're you're fighting for home court it has to mean something right and so this argument that uh, the Warriors don't need home court it actually bears a little bit of weight because they play so well on the road and they play so well you know uh, identically well at home and on the road but I still think home court is extremely important Now I want to talk to you about sponsoring the Locked On Warriors podcast. If your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, take a look at sponsoring the Locked On Warriors podcast. Podcasts are hot right now, and the Locked On Podcast Network is right in the thick of it. Locked On Warriors is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. If that's your target demographic, definitely send me an email at alicocarter11 at gmail.com and I'll get back to you with all the details. Our rates are incredibly reasonable. You don't have anything to lose. So get at me. Fantasy sports fans, listen up. Did you know that your chances of winning on draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's why draft is my favorite fantasy site. No more getting crushed by the pros. And it's not just me. More than 1 million people have already downloaded Draft 2. Play in a real-life NBA draft right now. 
Be done in under five minutes and get paid out the next day. Drafts are filling every second, so you can join one whenever you want. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code, LOWARRIORS. That's right, play in a real money draft for free just by using my promo code, LOWARRIORS. But it gets better. Draft is so sure you'll love it that they're even offering Locked On Warriors listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play free right now with promo code LOWARRIORS. Now I want to go around the NBA because there's been some changes. The Raptors now lead the Eastern Conference at 40-16. and They've won six in a row. And the Celtics have lost two, including a big loss to the Cavaliers, the New Look Cavaliers, who now have won four in a row. They're 34 and 22 in third place in the East. And the Bucks making noise at 32 and 24. They've won two in a row and have been on a nice little tear. The 76ers have won four in a row and have solidified their position in the seventh spot at 29 and 25. And the Heat have fallen to the eighth spot at 30 and 27. The Pistons. In ninth are two games under 500 at 27 and 29. And so that's your nine noisemakers in the Eastern Conference. You've got the Wizards, Pacers in there as well in the fifth and sixth spots. In the Western Conference, things have changed as well. The Rockets, oh, oh, I see. I did, I got this wrong, y'all. I got this wrong and I want to apologize for getting this wrong. The Rockets have the one game in hand on the Warriors, which means that they won't go into the All-Star break tied with the Warriors. That's not going to be the case. If the Warriors win tonight, they go into the All-Star break with the lead. And if the Warriors lose tonight and the Rockets win tonight, the Rockets go into the All-Star break with the lead. And if the Rockets lose, the Warriors will still have the lead. So exciting news, uh, but It still goes to show the Rockets are just right behind the Warriors. They've won nine in a row. They're playing extremely well. They're big three of, big four, I would say, Clint Capella. Add him in there along with Eric Gordon, James Harden, and Chris Paul. They've been playing all extremely well together, and they haven't lost games when they all play. So that's a consideration. Uh, Then the Spurs, they've lost three in a row, so they're falling. And the Timberwolves have lost one. The Spurs have lost, I believe, four of five or four of six either way they are knocking the Timberwolves are knocking on their door one half game behind them in the lost column and then the Thunder are in fifth still they've lost one they lost last night to the Cleveland Cavaliers great game you know if y'all watched that then you saw what the Cavaliers can do now that they are recharged, revamped. They made 16-plus three-pointers for the third straight game in a row. In the sixth spot, you got the Nuggets in a little two-game winning streak, 31-26, and 26, followed by tonight's matchup. The Blazers also at 31-26. and 26. The Pelicans in eighth at 30-26 and 26 are holding on. They are 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games, but they've won two in a row. The Clippers, 29-26, and 26, are still holding on to a playoff spot def- despite their fire sale. And the Jazz, the Jazz, the Jazz, the Jazz. Longest winning streak in the league right now at 10 in a row. They're 29 and 28 and trying to make noise. So there's 10 teams in the Western Conference vying for those eight playoff spots. And with the momentum that the Jazz have, I wouldn't be surprised if they hop over the Clippers and potentially even over the Pelicans. 
But for the Warriors, this break couldn't be coming at a better time. They need to 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 take a deep breath, to refocus their minds, and to come out of this renewed, refreshed, rejuvenated. I think it's important that this game is the all-star game that is is in Los Angeles. It's a very short trip for the Warriors to make. And I you know, I think that makes a difference, honestly. You know, uh if the Warriors were flying to Toronto, New York, Atlanta, wherever, it would be a little bit less of a uh, of a home type of atmosphere and uh there might be a little bit less rest to be had for the warriors big four but being in los angeles is just an hour flight um it's one of those easy uh fortunate situations the warriors have where they don't have to change time zones and that's going to be big and you know clay thompson is going to be in his you know one of his hometowns he's actually going to be playing in one of his hometowns tonight he's Spent about equal time in Portland and in Los Angeles growing up with his dad playing for the Portland Trailblazers and then going down to L.A. back to become an announcer for the Los Angeles Lakers on the radio. And so he's got, you know, two events where he's going to be really looking to uh, light up. So I said there was going to be a Steph game, but you could see potentially Clay shooting the lights out up in Portland, then coming down to win the three-point contest in Los Angeles before the All-Star game on Sunday. Could be a very good few days for Clay. That's my podcast for the day. Make sure you join in tomorrow. We're going to be going back in time to All-Star Games past. We're going to take a look at this game against the Portland Trailblazers. And then we're going to do a synopsis of the season so far in the third segment. So it should be a really good show. And then I'll be getting out of here on Friday morning. I'll try to record my podcast from Los Angeles on Friday. So stay tuned for that one as well. And stay thoughtful, Hoops Heads. (laughs) 